Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about star birthmarks, chore wheels, and apparently the scene that was the hardest ever for Lana Perilla in the history of the show. But the tweet where that mentions is a reply to a tweet that doesn't exist anymore. So now I'm trying to figure out what actual scene it was. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. So what scene was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a, a on on the wiki, there's a note where Lana Perilla noted that this was, quote, let me pull it up, uh, the most difficult scene for Lana Perilla in the entire series. And it's a reply tweet where she says it, she mentions this, but she doesn't say what episode it is. And the original tweet that she was replying to doesn't exist anymore. So now I'm wondering if it's like, the gun scene or if it's the Zelina scene it's got to be the gun scene right Ooh, see I would I would say the gun scene too because I I did think she was acting strangely in it like it seemed like it it wasn't as natural for her for what she was doing because she was making some hand gestures that I didn't quite understand um Mm -hmm. but I I don't know maybe it was the Zelina scene Ooh. It's hard to tell. We'll talk about them together and we can make a judgment for ourselves and then whatever it is will be true. It will be true I'm- because they can't tell us otherwise. Ha ha. Exactly. Who's going to stop us? I'm Beth Elderkin. I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? I hope it's the third, a third secret scene where it's just in the car. She just hates driving in Volkswagens. <laughs> <laughs> I am doing fantastic. I'm I am I'm wearing a tiny bee ring that is one of those like decorations that are in cupcakes. Um it just it's like a little plastic bee and it makes me happy. So hmm. we got to grab onto the little things, Beth. The little things that make us happy. That's true. Uh I did my first hit workout in years yesterday and and it was intense. It was really tough and I woke up this morning I'm like I feel fine and now I don't. Oh, yeah. You got to get to that 24-hour mark. Yes, and I did. And I'm like, oh, lordy, lordy. Oh, no. Hit workouts are bad even when you're trained for them. So, like, the first one is always, like, well, the first one even after a while. Even you're like, I can do this. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's it, it, it's almost embarrassing, but I'm just being forgiving of myself. I'm just being like, you know what? This is the level I'm at. This is where I'm going. I got a good workout. My heartbeat was pounding. I got through it. Had to take breaks, but I got through it. And so I'm going back tomorrow. We'll see what happens. All right, guys. Well, we are talking about season four, episode 20, Lily. It's an episode. It's the... It sure is. Sure is an episode. It sure is an episode, you guys. Um, an episode that I I actually pointed out on Twitter is... is So as I was watching this episode, I'm like, I don't like this episode. I don't think it's very good. I have some issues with it. 
And then I look at the Wikipedia page and go to the reviews, and then it says, This episode was met with incredible acclaim, with many calling it a landmark and the greatest episode of the show. My jaw hit the floor. I almost texted you, because I'm just like, did I miss something? Am I just completely out of touch? I did not think this was very good. And so then I go to read the reviews that they're quoting, they're direct quoting, saying how brilliant it is. And the quotes were changed from the original reviews. The reviews were, this episode is not very good. The quotes are literally plagiarized and changed to make it like seem like it's good when it's not. Yeah, like I, I was actually, so like when you, you shared them, I, guys, you got to check them out on her Twitter because they are absolutely mind boggling because it's the first part of all the sentences are absolutely correct. And then there will be like a comma and the the way that I could tell that they were wrong is that the fact that they didn't make sense. Yes. Like it didn't make, it, it didn't sound, it sounded like something was missing or there was just like not part of the same sentence. And each one of them sounded like that. And the one that blew my mind so much was the one where it was just like, oh my God, Emma escalated to darkness perfectly. I loved how this went. And the actual quote was, it went too fast. Like, no. And it's like, that, not even, what kind of reading comprehension would someone need in order to draw that line? Yeah, and and like, I understand that there is, you know, a fan community of for shows and things like Supernatural and whatnot that are, ve- are very passionate and will go in and change, uh, change things. They'll, they'll review bomb things that compete. They'll change things to praise a show like that there's a community stay in community whatever you want to call it that go in and do that and i imagine that once upon a time has this i've never seen it in on the wikipedia before and for this episode i didn't think it like i was like why this one the actress who plays lily is not like a big actress in the marvel universe or dc or in supernatural or something yeah she like doesn't do anything so i was just like why like why now? Like I'm basically like I'm like L in in legally blonde. Yeah, yeah. Why I heard now? It why this sperm? You said it. I'm like, oh, don't say it, Abby. Don't talk about sperm. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, no, I. And listen, I mean, I get it, and I I kind of get the idea where you kind of want to go for bat for a show, especially when people start ragging on your show, and you're just like, no, no, it was great, but like changing full out reviews. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Well, let's go ahead and dive into this episode, you guys. This is where we finally meet Lily as an adult. Emma learns the truth about who Lily is, what their connection is. And oh boy, the concept of this is very good. The idea is great. And the way that they set it up starting at the beginning of season four, very impressive. It just kerflungplunkeded they just did not they did not stick the landing at all this this had such a this had such a wonderful idea as the seed and then they just couldn't put it together because it almost and again like I, i can see the line i can see the line that draws this through this whole season but it kind of also the whole like free will versus fate thing feels like it comes absolutely out of nowhere. 
And then they're like, oh, and you're tied to this person and this stuff. Like, it's a lot. I told you before we started recording, it felt like it was supposed to be a three-hour movie situation. And they crammed it into 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's it feels like more proof that the Frozen stuff was thrown in last minute. And all these long-term things they had planned with Lily and Maleficent were kind of thrown into the back half and had to get condensed and compressed together. Yeah, because I'm 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 seeing that if we would have stretched this whole plot line out for 22 episodes, I could see it. You could tease this out a lot longer and have Emma have a have a very gradual, almost unnoticeable turn to darkness, just absolutely super slowly. But it's just it's it's not what it is because the first the first part of this season was her becoming super best friends with an ice princess. So like, I don't know. I so. We'll we'll jump into the past stuff because I have yeah. a lot of a lot of opinions. We're in Minnesota. We're in Minnesota, Mi- and Minnesota. they're gonna go. They're gonna go camping, uh, and they the little so Emma is ca- packing. I one of the things I do like about this episode is I love the turn heel on the fact that at the beginning of this episode we just think that these are just some of the nicest parents, like foster parents. They're so great. They're just a bunch of dorks because. The the good old raisins and nuts, Gorn. Like, wh- just write trail mix. Why'd you write Gorn and then hand it to somebody who doesn't know what Gorn is? It's so cheesy. Um, And then I liked the, like, super, like, privileged, but, like, also, like, white kid thing. Being like, what? You've never gone camping before? Not everyone's as privileged as, as us. Not everyone can go live in the woods like us. It's like... <laughs> But live in the woods, but fancy. But yeah, we're we're going glamping. They actually have a really nice RV. It's all air conditioned. Uh, so she's gonna go camping. She's very excited, and she's gonna uh go camping. She it seems like she has a good fit. Oh, is there any indication how long she's been with this foster family? I'm no, but I would guess from context clues, not a whole lot of time. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because I wouldn't take a. Like, me personally, like, it feels like taking a foster kid camping immediately is weird. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know quite the system. And yeah. it, from, from what it sounds like, it seems like they didn't have experience as foster parents. This might have been the first time doing it. Yeah, and they uh, did not take I, sensitivity I, training. No, they did not. But then again, this was also, what, you know, 2015. Times have changed. No, they haven't. They've actually probably gotten worse. They've probably uh, gotten, oh, 100% so, they've gotten worse. So, <laughs> so they're going to go camping. So she goes out to the uh, the garage to go get something, and she finds Lily there. And Lily's like, listen, don't freak out. I just, like, need some help uh, with some stuff. But first of all, I'm going to lie to your foster parents because, like, he's going to come in. I, I referred to him like this over text. I don't know if you caught it, but it was, like, wish Captain Pike because he, like, has all that structure of Captain Pike from... It's not, is it Strange New Worlds? No. Which is the one with Pike? I've only watched a couple yeah. episodes. Okay. I, but anyway. Yeah, I believe, yeah. He's got the like big that. gray, like, the fl- floppy hair and everything and the yeah. big square jaw. Anyway. Anyway, he was like, oh, yeah, totally join us for KFC night. Uh, so they go to KFC night and Liz like, oh yeah, like we, uh, we were in foster care together. Like we were in the same house. Like I just lived on the miles. She said, I could, my foster mom said I could come down here. It's going to be fine. 
cut to Emma just yelling at her, being like, what are you doing? Hold on. I just realized I, I stepped over my favorite part is that Lily was just like grabbing chicken with her hands. And like, Even though there were tongs. And then like there. the dad was just like, the tongs, Lily, the tongs. It's just like, this poor girl. Um, but again, Emma yells at her like just from a room away. The parents would have heard that entire conversation. Oh, 100%. And so Lily just, I'll just, I'm not going to keep up the charade of what the big reveal is, but she basically lies to Emma and is just like, I'm in a lot of trouble. I said, my boyfriend, he stole a st- stuff. And there's like a, a very scary, clearly prop home that you need to go to. And uh, <laughs> you need to get this necklace that belonged to my birth mother. It's the only thing that I have, which... I believe Lily understands that exactly how deep that touches Emma, where it's just like, okay, well, yeah, okay. So Emma goes and she gets the, she gets the, it's the moon pendant and on a, like a necklace, she sneaks back into the house and basically the, 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 it's over. The parents have figured it out. And this all goes so sideways so quickly mm-hmm. because, like, they're like, you let a criminal into our home. You're a criminal. And this, that, and the other thing. Our kids. And it was like, our kids. And it's like, my God. Like, just, you you screwed up so bad. And it's been, like, a week. Like, this, it, this is, like, number one thing they tell you not to do. Yeah. And for, like, for the record speak like record they would know this already because emma if she's she didn't sneak into this foster family's home she had to go through the system she had been picked up after the all the stuff with with lily so when the foster family pick like brought her into the house they would have full paperwork of the the robbery they would have full paperwork of you know though like they would have had some clue as to what she'd been doing and the things she'd done in her past. This should not have come as a surprise to them. No. And and again, this also speaks to, like, this is an actual indictment of the foster care system. Because this is a nice, well-adjusted family who thought that they were going to be able to do something good by adopting or fostering, an a, like, an older child and expecting her to come to them with no problems. And then the moment anything the moment she steps out of line or even like seems like she's got a past they turn on her like that's you that's not how it works you can't do that it was more the father like well yeah yeah, the mom didn't really do that but she wasn't like doing anything about it i this this scene i had mixed feelings about because she was lying to them and I could understand why they'd be upset. But again, it's something they, they should have been prepared for be given everything that was known about Emma. Like that's yeah. just, and, and you know, they're not, they're not supposed to, they're, they're supposed to have that education. But then the other thing is like, I don't why understand why they gave him such a heel turn so quickly like they kind of gave us a weird like bait situation like this was i wanted it to be more of a gray area where then lily was like i saved you from a bad situation 
we didn't agree with her. Yeah, I I, I think it was just a because the way I saw it was more of just a well, we're we're gonna foster this girl who is this. It's a cute little blonde girl who looks like she's gonna enjoy going camping and be a perfect perfect part of our family. And then the moment something goes wrong with that, like, guy has, like, emotional breakdown. And mm-hmm. so, like, I get that in a way of just being like, oh, yes, I have my perfect little family. I've cultivated this perfect little life. And suddenly danger and question marks get entered into your life and you blame the person that that happened to. And you also react that way to a child. She is a child. You don't need to be this way to her especially a foster child but any child really like get through this yourself and then have a conversation yeah right like i mean i'm not like the world's perfect parent my child is six and not not a teenager uh but i don't know i just i never got this whole like thing especially like a child with abandonment issues like why would you And the final note I'll give on this whole thing is uh, a chore wheel is not really a red flag. Like the fact that they present like Lily looks at the chore wheel like it's a death sentence. And then we're supposed to kind of read into that, that this is like an authoritarian nightmare family. No, I'm sorry. Like chore. I, I use a chore app for myself and my husband. Like we use a chore app because I like the reminder of what to do. So I don't do procrastinate 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 and then i feel like i have to do everything all at once and then i go crazy yeah i mean i i slightly disagree a chore wheel does sound like hell so <laughs> i it was not i'm not built for those so like i didn't mm. think that it was like seeing a chore wheel would not make me go wow this is like i've entered a fascist regime of some sort no but i just it's just not and i Having get it by the dining table a little bit of a questionable choice you put that shit in the hallway like, in the hallway, but also not, like, in a prominent spot so, like, anyone that comes by sees it. Like, it's part of, like, it's a it's a family system, not, like, a piece of art for you to be like, look how great my family is. We have chore wheels. And I also built this from Pinterest. Isn't the idea amazing? Uh, early 2000s Pinterest. Oh, it's a mess. the best. The mess. The best. Um, the best. Bless, bless this mess. Oh, Amazing. Live, laugh, love, where it, where it was born uh, and where it will forever stay, hopefully. So, Emma leaves and, like, because Lily robbed them. And she's like, look, I have all this money. We can, like, run away together. We're, like, super best friends. It's amazing. And it was like, no, you can't rob people. And for me to do this, I'm out. I just, I'm out of here. I don't want to do this. See you later. And cuts ties. Like, she's just like, no, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And the thing I want to point out in this scene is the ham fisting of the whole Lily. I feel cursed. Something's wrong with me. When I'm with you, I feel better. We're we're destined to be together. They just this is a lot to put on a child to feel and behave. This isn't, these are not emotions she would understand. Like, if she did feel like she constantly makes the wrong decisions, okay, I get that. But for her to have all this, like, intense insight about how it's all connected to Emma and that she needs to seek her out, their destinies are intertwined, and, like, when, you, when I'm with you, I feel brighter and all this stuff, I'm like, 
I, I didn't dig this. I felt like this was the exposition doing the work that the show should have done through better context cues. Yeah, because, I mean, to be fair, they've spent a grand total of four hours together, right? Yeah. So, like, it, it seems weird for her to be able to draw that. I keep saying draw that line this episode. I apologize. But it feels weird for her to pull that or extrapolate that from that data. Um, I do get the, f- I do understand the sentiment of just being like, I feel cursed. Like, I can't do anything right. Like, cause that's, that's a, that's a broken kid. Like, that's a kid who's just like, I can't, nothing I do is right. That's a kid who's had the world, uh, just beat down on her. That's, those are not words she put together, but the part where she keeps going further saying, no, it's better when I'm with you. Like, I, I, the brighter stuff, like all that stuff, that doesn't make any sense. Like, she's fine up front. And that's the way this whole episode is. Like, right at the beginning, it's fine. And then they just, they lose it so quickly. And so, yeah, so it's just like, yeah, we're going to do that. And then Emma leaves, presumably, for the last time. Like, they don't have any other, like, meetups. Their, their destinies are so intertwined, they hung out twice. For four hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. It also did kind of seem like, and I know that Lily's got her hangups and stuff but the way she was talking about that it kind of made me laugh thinking about like and i know it's not like a romance situation but it did make me think about like vacation romance stories where it's like no it's so much better now that you're here and it's like it's been a weekend bro like of course you're having a good time you guys are both in cancun like your lives won't be better just because you're you're back together like it's no like you don't stay yeah this is a lot to to draw out of such very little interpersonal connection like they i i get that their fates are intertwined but if you're going to make that a core part of their identities as young people you have to portray it better and portray it longer like a a, a comparison i can make is the latest episode of a season of stranger things which which i just finished uh without giving you any spoilers there is a moment where Eleven is having to kind of draw on her relationship with Max to um, to get them out of a situation. And she does it twice. And the thing is, is that they only had like two or three scenes together in season three. So they just keep replaying it over and over again, like taking tiny snippets like they're like they try to turn it like they have this great giant sisterly bond, but they filmed so little of it in season three and then didn't have any of it in season four that they have to stretch it. So and it looks really bad. It makes the actually makes the direction look pretty terrible in that moment. Because I'm like, oh, you have all this money to do $20 million an episode. You couldn't spend a little bit of money to film these two doing other shit together for 20, you know, for 20 minutes. What? I, I disagree, but okay. No, I, I just, Elle is, so this is a Stranger Things uh, tangent with no spoilers. Uh, Elle is a broken child. So it's just like, this is the same conversation with the Lily thing. If they would have just had more interactions together. It would have made sense, like, if there was, like, a third time. They only met twice. Two times does not data make. You need to do three or four times. So, like, with Elle and Max, and Elle is the same way with Mike. Mike sucks. Uh, But they don't spend enough time together, and Elle has committed her entire life to these people with very limited interaction, because they're the only people that have ever been nice to her. So... I get that. Like, I really like that scene because, yeah, there's not a whole lot, but she doesn't eat that much. And 
they did have more than three scenes together, though. So it's like... And also, like, there were the only three happy scenes. I guess we'll put it that way. They have sad scenes together, but she's not going to draw on that, I guess. Yeah, I I can understand your point. I don't I know. agree I entirely, know. but we can agree to disagree. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, again, we're, we're it was a two and a half hour episode for no reason. Uh, a slog, if you... Like, uh-huh. I, I, I'm not going to oh. say that I'm a Stranger Things, like, fanatic or anything. I just... I liked that scene. It's, anyway. No, I, I, I liked the scene. It just... It took me out of it when I was like, okay, I'm just seeing the same mall shopping montage. Like, I'm seeing them try on the same outfit like four times because this is half of their scenes together was just them trying on outfits. And I was like, okay. I'm like, it would have been nice just to have a, just a, one or two of them. Maybe they, they're on a picnic. Maybe just do something. Anyway. <laughs> Ellen Max on a picnic. <laughs> on a picnic. I love a picnic. Who doesn't love a picnic, Abby? Everyone loves a picnic. I love the idea of a picnic. Um, well, yeah, Lily so, doesn't love yeah. picnics because she's cursed and she's evil. Yeah, she's cursed and she only wants to go on picnics with Emma because Emma is the only good thing she has going for her. Which, again, if that's true, if she knows from that limited interaction that Emma's the only good thing happening to her, like that... I feel like that says a lot about how bad her life is, but I, they don't also express how bad her life is at all. Um, anyway. So Lily's on a bus. So Lily's on a bus. I hated the scene with every bit of my bus. Like, <laughs> I, I wanted to leave. I wanted to get up and not listen to the scary man who has cornered me in my seat where I have nowhere to go and listen to him ramble at me. Like, again, The Apprentice, whatever. But when he is saddled up next to a scared child on a bus and she can't leave, I was so like, I my skin was crawling. I'm like, I want to go. I want to get off the bus. Lily, we need to get off the bus. Don't listen to him. Get off the bus. Blow a whistle. This very much felt like I need an adult situation. I was... I. With I don't want to get into stereotypes or anything, but this felt like one of those scenes where a a person with mental health issues like sits down and like starts yelling and screaming at a at, at a young woman, and then she gets terrified and runs away, and then like that's the tension because she's in an uncontrollable situation. Listen, this man felt unhinged. Listen, I, and and he does, but he looks unhinged on purpose. That's how they designed him. But I'm gonna tell you right now. Sebastian Stan, Chris Evans, like Joe Keery, we're talking about Stranger Things, could sit next to me, perfectly quaffed, look me dead in my eyes and be like, hey, Abby, I know everything about you. I'm leaving the bus. That's terrifying. (laughs) Any strange man coming up to you, getting you in a spot in which you cannot leave and telling you they know all kinds of shit about your life. No bueno. Absolutely no bueno hard pass i don't care what you look like but he's he says like yeah like we got to get you guys back on the right track because i'm going to info dump the most insane amount of garbage onto you and change your life completely because you were in a vulnerable spot because i have to do this because the big smoke uh sorcerer can't do anything about what's already happened because of the author apparently yeah what i don't kind of sorcerer is this guy yeah, who was the voice of the sorcerer? I don't know. I would love to know because I was... Uh, Jonathan Adams. John Adams. Um, worst he pre- was Not the worst last- president, but... Oh, he's on Last Man Standing. <laughs> oh, so he sucked. So... 
<laughs> the sorcerer sucks. Sorcerer sucks. Um, yeah, so he's the one that tells her about, like, Maleficent is her, you know, it's like, hey, I know about your cool pendant. It also matches your birthmark. I saw it. And it's like, stop telling me about things you noticed on my body. I want to leave. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Let me off. I will crawl into a ditch rather than stay on this bus. So from what I heard, the reason that they they decided to do this is because they didn't want another situation where someone from the outside was having to be told that magic is real and these are all fairy tale characters because they wanted to get to the point very quickly, which again points to how rushed all of this was. They were just like, oh, we can't have Lily learning all this for the first time. Let's just skip that. She knows all along. She's got her her conspiracy board and is obsessed apparently with murdering uh, Prince Charming and Snow White and not with finding her mother who's a badass dragon. I like, yeah. And that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, all shows have like a staple and that's the perfect staple. The staple is people from the outside or from whatever coming in, finding out magic is real, finding out that they're fairy tale characters. Like every single companion that gets on the TARDIS is amazed that it is bigger on the inside. They never change it. Ever. Yeah, and they could have had it be where they tell her this and she just goes, well, that explains it. And you can just do that. Like she, you can have her reaction be more quick. Yeah. But to skip that whole point and just be like, how do you know all of this is real? Well, a a mentally unstable man sat next to me on a bus and told me. <laughs> He told me I was the chosen one, and in a past life, I was Cleopatra, uh, and all the other fun stuff that people tell you. Yeah, I I don't like this, just because it was so quick, and mm-hmm. the fact that it's all correct. Like, it'd be better if it was like, yeah, some guy told me, and I know it's The Apprentice, so, like, he's gonna tell her the true stuff. But I would love if she had spent years, like, extrapolating different information and being wrong. Like, yeah, like just, on her hunt, she's like trying to figure something out. And she's like, actually, it's this. And just got completely off the trail. Or just do something like what they did in season two and like hint at her trying to find Storybrooke. Like, who is this person trying to find Storybrooke? What is her goal? What is her purpose? And then you tie it together. Like, just add sprinkles of that earlier on in the season. Listen, listen, I, I like her chaos board. It looks really nice. But it did open up a little memory. I don't know what it's connected to or why it happened. But I do know, and I believe the next season, Charming has a very small chaos chart. And I'm so excited because I remember trying to look for information because I think he only had two lines. It's like, I'll figure it out. I'm so excited for next season, guys. Oh, oh yes. we're. Oh, boy. Next season's going to do a lot. And it's going to be just a lot of things we're going to have to endure as a family. All right. We're going to go back to Storybrooke. Let's get the let's get the rumple shit out of the way because I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, he and Isaac are burying Cruella in the most insulting coffin for Cruella DeVille. This was a crime. She got the shitty... Practically a cardboard box. Plywood from Home Depot, stapled together, and no one else is there. Like, Emma, you murdered her, and you feel bad about it. You're not going to go to her funeral? I mean, if Rumpel's officiating, I wouldn't go either. Fair. 
I mean, she but was also, actually Emma was technically there. She was off in the shadows, eavesdropping. I mean, I guess that's face. fair. Who, who is in charge of body retrieval? I mean, I know there's magic, but like that probably wasn't a super fun. Cleanup. The sorcerer showed up, and it's like dun, 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 it's just that little broom <laughs> marching down the thing, <laughs> and then just sweeping her oh. up the hill so Cruella. slowly. Listen. Listen, you know what? If Cruella's death and coffin tell us anything, it's just that we're like, we're all going to the same place. We can't take it with us. Be fabulous in life because you're just going to end up worm food in a box. Well, Isaac says that he will miss Cruella, as will we all. R.I.P. Absolute left, right? Uh And, and Rumple is like, well, yeah. He says the worst thing you say at a woman's funeral. She had to die for my plan to work. I... I hated Rumble so much in this episode. <laughs> Everything he said made my 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 just made me mad. And so yeah, it's like I, my my plan needed to work. Oh yeah, Cruella dying was part of the plan the entire time. You yeah, because Emma hasn't turned dark yet, and he's like, well, it's gonna happen. And he spends every scene he's in explaining why the latest thing in the plan is all part of the plan. Oh yeah, I wanted Emma to go. She doesn't have to be here to turn dark for my plan to work. She can do it anywhere. I can't wait for the next episode. Oh, is Alina's pregnant? Yeah, I know. It's all part of my plan. It's all part of my plan. Oh, it's Caesar salad Sundays at Granny's. It's all part of my plan. It's all part of my plan. I just, for once, I want something to not be part of Rumpel's plan and for it not to get resolved immediately and for him to... To struggle with it because the thing that we have in this episode is Regina took Belle's heart and is lording that over him and it's being guarded by Maleficent the dragon lady because they're working together now and Rumble just solves it this episode and this was so confusing to me because he tasks little Scarlet with getting the heart meanwhile Belle is like kissing him passionately and like seeming totally normal like she doesn't seem a wo- like a woman who's missing her heart and he's like well you need to get the heart so Belle can have it back and Will does give some jabs he's like I'm already working on on taking her heart and I was like oh (laughs) I mean I think we had this conversation before about how like you don't need your heart to be like super super horny so like right so like she she doesn't have her heart which means she's not sitting around just constantly staring out the window being like She's still got her loins. She got her loins. So she's just like, oh, Rumple, oh, that, that sadness has left my body somehow. Like, I feel amazing. I feel great. And there's a cute boy here. Let's go. And Rumple and um, and Will managed to get the heart back while Rumple is just like playing mind games with Maleficent because he's got everything figured out, yeah. everything all the time. Genius plan. Ha, 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 ha. Well, because Regina only put a, like, only was trying to keep Rumple out, but no one else. I fail to believe that that's Regina's plan. No, and that's not a spell that she has. She doesn't have a force field specifically for Rumple. Yeah, protection spell for- only with Rumple. Yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, yeah. So Will takes the heart back to Belle, and this was where it all fell apart for me because Belle acts surprised. I thought she knew. I did too. What was this about? Because if she was trying to fool Rumple, 
I would understand. But she's confused with Will when it's just the two of them alone. So, like, but we don't know. Like, I think the scene last week cuts off with Regina saying, I need a favor. So I'm wondering if she steals her heart and then just goes, forget this. Like, we don't actually see... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? We don't see her consenting to this. Right? Yeah, but I, I felt like, given how Regina's been... I kind of felt like that was implied that she got consent to do so because otherwise, what are you doing, Regina? I mean, she's never really viewed Belle as a person. It's, she's just an extension of Rumple, and she's mad at Rumple and trying to protect her son. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying I know that we never did actually see Belle consent to this, and she made Belle immediately forget sassing off to him in the woods. So... I do wish I she would have consented to it. I do wish she would have been like, yeah, take my heart. Just like, just screw with him because screw that guy. He sucks. Yeah. I would have preferred if like the two of them show up together and then Belle feigns confusion and gets her heart back and then Rumpel leaves and then she just kind of sides to, to Will like, oh yeah, I knew. Just don't say anything. Yeah. Like this is, you know, take the heart back. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my question. I don't know if we've covered this before, but I just had this like pop into my brain. Do you think they could do like three card Monty with their hearts? Like she takes out Belle's heart, but then switches out the heart for Will's heart. So he thinks that it's Belle's heart. So then they put Will's heart into Belle, but they still have Belle's heart and Will's, Will is heartless. Is that a thing we could do? I don't know. I don't know if it's a thing they actually do. I can't remember. I don't this know. Se- if we this can't. seems like a, a thing they would do in like season six. Like, yeah, a, a like I know that like out. we can give half of a heart to a person and it regrows like a liver apparently. But I was just wondering if we could like everyone switches hearts. So like you can't crush my heart because it's not in my body. It's like doing the kidney exchange where we all mm-hmm. trade. So we all have the perfect kidney. Well. That's the conclusion of that story. Also, who cares? So Maleficent tasks Emma with finding someone, specifically her daughter, Lilith. And that's where Emma goes, oh my God. She heads straight in this weird, there's a couple weird like transitions in this episode. Like there's this one where it's like, the camera moves really quickly. And then all of a sudden it's like the reel that she's sliding through. And then there's another one where they like, they cut between two screen doors, like a zoom in and out thing. It was very, some interesting uh, directorial choices from Ralph Hemmicker. Yeah. There were a couple like horror shots, like when Regina mm-hmm. and Emma are like going through the hallways, they kind of line up to the camera like it's a horror movie and they're about to see like a bunch of people like dead somewhere. And then there's like well, the cool like Western shot. So. Yeah, I mean, we were about to see a dead body. She was about to floor that guy because be he awesome. went into a giant monologue about how shitty this dead woman was. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Okay, well, so we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, well, okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So Emma looks through the reels until she finds the birth, uh, the adoption notice for uh, Lily Page. And, oh, my God, this... <laughs> This old picture of a baby that's black and white has a perfect star on the wrist. Almost like it was drawn on with permanent marker. Guys, what are the odds? But Guys, that's not how birthmarks work. They move. Your body changes. I had a birthmark that was on my butt. 
it's a big one. It's like a, it's like a circle. Uh, it's on my side of my butt now. Like it's, it's moved because I got bigger. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I like the picture. I will say after we saw that, I paused the episode and Googled the hand coming out of the egg because I wanted to see if they put the star on the hand. <laughs> they had it facing the other way. You couldn't see it. I was very disappointed. Uh-oh. I thought that would have been so cool. That would have been the best Easter egg. They, ah, they, they, egg. Wanted, they wanted it to be a surprise. They didn't want people to to make the connection until they were ready for them to. And wow, it was so worth it. <laughs> Uh, they the if it weren't for the bombshell about Lily, this episode was stupendous. Wiki cited. <laughs> I was like, um, citation needed. Citation oh, needed. That's the citation. So Emma realizes who it is and has this realization. Oh, my friend who I knew for all of five hours. But is my only friend, the best friend, my greatest long-term friend. I mean, in comparison, that actually is true. Uh, Our fates are intertwined. I ruined her life because of me. She was cursed for all eternity and only had the darkness. And I don't want to talk about this too long because this episode is already going to be longer than I wanted it to be for talking about this. But this whole, like... Lily is drawn to making bad choices. Does that mean Emma's drawn to making good choices and Emma's drawn to goodness? Because I feel like that almost is insulting to Emma's journey because Emma had a lot of hardship. She often didn't make the right choices. She made a lot of mistakes and grew from them. And in like the whole first season of the show is about that. It's about that journey of accepting who she is and growing as a person after making some really hard choices. Some of them were wrong. Like this whole fate thing that Emma's fated to be good and Lily is fated to be bad doesn't match Emma's story arc at all. I So they have a conversation about the difference between you have, like they say that you have free will, but fate exists. And that's a very fascinating conversation that I, I would love to be able to explore over a series of episodes. Not just one. Because this is like a season. Like this is the kind of thing where you... Talk about it for a very long time. Like, here's what your ultimate fate is, but you still do have free will. How do those two things make sense together? Not a 40-minute episode where you're only half the plot. Like, it I mean, doesn't it's, work. It's it's kind of what they're alluding to with heroes get good endings, villains do not get good endings. Like, ultimately, you can, you can choose to do the right thing, but ultimately your fate <laughs> is sealed. The author has control over everything and you're screwed. But all they do is just repeat the same couple lines over and over again, drill it into our heads, and don't actually explore the larger meaning or what it means for the characters. And then Emma randomly plugs MTV's real world. She's like, this is the real world. Real problem, real people with real problems. That's just the (laughs) tagline for the real world. What are you talking about? So that's why you texted me that picture of real world. Yes, it is. I made that in Snapchat. Like the absolute graphic design is my passion and I make them in Snapchat. It was beautiful, but I did not understand it until just now. Now you know. Now and knowing is half the battle. Yay. 
All right. Well, Emma decides she's going to head off and try and find Lily. They have a lead, an old apartment in New York that was like five years ago. Lowell, Massachusetts. Oh, no, Massachusetts. You're right. You're right. And and Emma goes, oh, wait, like that's near where I lived. That can't be a coincidence. It's not, but it's not well explored. Why? Uh, and they're like, Regina's like, oh, I'll come with you. We'll do a girl's trip. We'll have some bonding in the in the bug. And we'll also stop by Robin's house and save him from my evil sister. We're going to go. Dead. We're going to go find a baby dragon. I'm going to go stab the shit out of my sister. And then like Manny Petties, mimosas. What are we thinking? <laughs> and they say their goodbyes. They say bye to Henry. And Emma is just still cold as hell to her parents and mary margaret is crushed but uh, i will give props to david he he recognizes it and he's just like have a good time like he he kind of holds mary margaret and kind of comforts her a little bit and just like does what he needs to do in that moment which is let it be i i i did like charming in this episode is just being like secondary because like snow then later like marches into maleficent's mayor's office for some reason uh and then charmy's just like his whole thing this whole episode just be like yeah what she said uh like i feel like school wise charming would be the guy like if you were like oh my god you have to drop me off like a block before the school i don't want anyone seeing you drop me off charming would be like yeah it's fine (laughs) snow's crying (laughs) why are you embarrassed to see me see with me and charmy's like just get out just uh, tuck and roll i won't even slow down just go (laughs) run they head out and they arrive in uh, massachusetts after having some bonding moments in the car where they're kind of talking about fate and destiny and free will they do this a couple of times and the scenes are, are good they're very good i just feel like the episode itself contradicts them and so i didn't feel like this natural cohesion because Regina's making points of like, yeah, I mean, just you guys might have some fate things bound to each other, but it's not always accurate. Yeah, I do like, first of all, I like that they have the conversation in the car because that's such a road trip conversation. Mm-hmm. Just like, what do you think about fate, man? Oh, man, let me tell you. Just cruising down the <laughs> road, got CCR playing really quietly because it's the only radio station you could find. Uh and you're right you know I, I guess it didn't really click until you said it th- that way is that this conversation does not match the show because i also don't understand lily being like innocent but bad like you've become a full-grown adult who keeps stealing but can't like there's like a conversation like they want to start talking about like the compulsion of being bad but like she's aware of it it's very confusing. I don't understand what they're trying to say, like that she's just not supposed to be like having this badness so she her body doesn't know how to operate, I guess. Yeah. Like, she's not reveling in it, like I guess Emma would have been. Emma's just like the darkest princess ever, like ah. I feel like a better thing would just be to show her as having given up. Yeah. You know, that she's like, Well, things suck for me and that's just the way it is. Okay, bye. Leave yeah. me forever. But that's not what happens at all. They show up at this apartment complex and the landlord presumably is there just looking incredibly unpleasant. And it's like, oh, yeah, she died. She sucked. Let me list all the ways she was a horrible monster human. Dude. Just shut it. 
listen, this is this is following. This is this is in line with what we've been. Uh, what what the new Gen Z. Uh, what am I looking for? You know, landlords suck. That's where I'm going for. Uh, boo landlords because landlords are terrible. Because uh, this guy sucked. You don't, they, he doesn't even know who they are. Just like. It could have been anybody. I'm looking for... Oh, she died in a fiery car accident. I have pictures. It's hilarious. She sucked. She was late on rent all the time. So it's absolutely good that she died. Yeah, what if Emma's response had been like, she was my long-lost sister. Yeah. We were twins separated at birth. Yeah. Like, and then how does he feel? You know, like in that, like the, is it Jurassic World or whatever, where they have like the real mean bitchy babysitter and then like she gets eaten by a dinosaur and we're supposed to cheer just yeah, like she wasn't even mean yeah she wasn't i'm not gonna get into that because the internet has gotten into it for me many times and i feel vindicated okay because that made me incredibly uncomfortable watching in the theaters and hearing all these when i saw the movie in the theaters hearing all these men around me freaking cheering as this woman is getting torn to shreds by five different dinosaurs in the longest death sequence in the entire show even more so than the freaking private equity lawyer who's trying to like steal their secrets he gets you know he's on the toilet and he gets swallowed whole pretty easy way for him to go oh yeah but she's a less than pleasant uh was she a teenager like in her 20s and so it's like yay yay we're so happy she's dead she was bryce dallas howard's assistant who was forced to watch these kids and also do her job like oh i'd have been a bitch too i'd have been a bitch too yeah like Sucks to you for being a career woman. Yeah, and well, following orders. if you didn't want to be a career woman, or if you didn't want to be a babysitter, you shouldn't have decided to be a career woman. I mean, obviously. Um. Yes. So she right. Emma basically about like puts him through the drywall. Yeah, and so here's something that again, this is this is just the episode where all the questions are coming out, and this is gonna be a forty million hour episode because there's so much that is poorly explained and unanswered. Okay, Abby, I have a question for you. Okay. If Emma's darkness Mm -hmm. was transferred into Lily Mm -hmm. before she was born, and Mm -hmm. Lily has all of it, and we see it in this episode. She's got it. She's got the bads. Mm -hmm. I I was going to call it goods, the opposite. How is Emma turning dark? So I think like a couple episodes, this is me, by the way, just to tell you right ahead of time, I don't want to bury the lead. I am making this up as I go. So like four or five episodes when Rumpel was saying it's looking for the person with the most potential for darkness. So like, and I think I talked about this before, uh, where like Emma's darkness was taken out of the jar of her heart. And so like all of all of the contents were taken out, but the jar was left behind. So like we can still fill that jar back up. So, like, the contingency that Snow and Charming did was we're going to take all the badness she's going to be born with out. But not guard against her going bad at all. Mm. So, like, that's what I... I don't think that that's how it was being written. I don't think... I think that's me projecting what I... That's my brain rewriting it to make sense. Where she has the potential for this. So, like, it just means that she still has the capacity. Charming and Snow did the most unconscionable thing ever for half a wish. They didn't say the rest of the wish. Like, they, or whatever they needed to get done. Yeah. Like, have the evil taken out 
and ne'er to return. Like she can never have evil in her body. Yes. So that's what that's that's what that's how I'll answer it. All right. Well, they're they leave. They're a little dejected. They're heading to uh, New York, but oh no, they see a wolf in the road. It's reminiscent of episode one. You remember that thing in episode one? We are going full circle, baby. They total full circle because they have a car crash and they're like, where? And then they're fine. They have a flat tire though. So they head over to the gas station slash tire repair shop slash coffee shop. What? Uh, mm-hmm. In what world can you sit down at a table and be like, I will take two coffees and two aspirins. Where is this place? Is this yeah, a place that exists? I mean, when you're when you're at a, a convenience store, they'll have like the little packets. But I'm guessing it was a convenience store slash diner. I guess. Could you imagine if that Grady's was also that? It's just like, here's your lasagna and here's the, uh, here's, here's the Zyrtec you asked for. I like, just got this for my cabinet. Here's your cigarettes. I had them behind the counter. I all, yeah, yeah. And your it's lotto like, tickets. It's just, she's got them more, uh, like up on the thing. Uh, I do like that Emma turning in, turning darkness is also being shown as her being a dick. Because she just like sits down. I'll take two coffees and aspirin. Two aspirin. Never says please. Doesn't look at anybody. She just sits down and like basically snaps her fingers. So she got bad. She's turning into a Karen. I mean, she can't look up because if she looked up, she would have immediately seen the giant star birthmark on this random lady. It is Lily going by Starly. Fate has once again brought them together for the third. See, Abby, it happens in thirds, in threes. Oh. It, it, your wish came true. Yay. I'm so happy. We got a little ahead of ourselves, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, this whole scene makes me laugh so much. It's so, I, I don't understand this scene. Because I also like Regina. It's just like, it's not fate. It's just a flat tire. And it's like, weren't you talking about fate this whole time? Like, yeah. and now she's and just like marching. you saw a marching. wolf, right? Like, there's yeah. a wolf. You know, yeah. like, wolves are a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, Emma confronts her and is like, I know what you did last summer because you did it to me. I am Emma. You are Lily. And Lily proceeds to just be like, look, I've moved on. I'm married. I got a kid. Well, I kidnapped her. Uh, I will be kidnapping her in like a minute. And I moved on. I haven't thought about you in a really long time. And Emma's got a superpower, guys. I don't know if she's told you this. I don't know if she told us this before, but she's got it. And she knows it's, it's, it's not, something's not right. What a great superpower. I'm glad she's always right. Always, every single time. Uh, I do love the kidnapping of the child. Like, I, I do think it's not a full kidnapping and she just wants to walk around the block. But I just do like, like hey, you know me, right? Like, I'm over here in the dining. I will give you free burgers for the rest of the week if you just, like, walk around the block with me. And the girl's like, yeah, let's totally do it. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this never gets called out as being super weird. No, this is, like, parents. Because I'm assuming no young children are listening to this podcast. If you are, hello. Go to bed. Go to bed. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And they're listening to this at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Your parents parents love you. Um, If if an adult does this, (laughs) make sure your kid has a code like you gotta have like the safety word that the parent like that you like if any parent if sorry let me i'm backtracking because i'm just this is this is blowing my mind if you're a child 
an adult comes up to you and is like, hey, I'll give you this thing. Just go walking or go for a drive with me. If they don't have the code word your parents gave them, do not go with them. See, that's how I'd be screwed. Might have been cheeseburgers. My code word is cheeseburgers. <laughs> uh, I do I do appreciate the parallel of uh, <laughs> Lily, Lily being scared by a scary old man on a bus to Lily then scaring a little girl getting off of a bus. <laughs> little girl's just like, I will walk with you. Just please don't. Please don't kill me. I don't. My mom was supposed to meet me here. I don't know where she is. I don't know why my bus stop is this gas station. Yeah, that was also a thing. And also, where where is her mother? Where is her father? Where is her parents? Where is she just walking home at the gas station? I feel like if you're a little girl that gets dropped off at a gas station and someone walks up and says, hey, I'll give you free burgers, you've already pulled out your mace and started running. Like, yeah. you're just like, nope, not today. Gotta go. Well, Emma is not fooled, even though Regina is. She's like, something's not right. Something, something's rotten in the state of Denmark, in the trailer of Denmark. And they head to her trailer, and they're they're doing they're doing some B and E, just a little harmless B and E, uh, and was casing the joint, see what's going on. What's going on is uh, Lily's got her chaos board, uh, her conspiracy board, uh, full of strings, except around Charming. There's only like one or two, because you know. The only thing she has on him is die, 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 die. I love that so much. And apparently she's also looking for the author. I'm guessing the sorcerer told her about, like, the sorcerer prince told her about the author. I don't know. I guess he's like, he wanted to just maybe shift the blame. It wasn't my fault. The author made me That's do it. 100% what he did. 100%. <laughs> like, he was, he, he took no, like, he was like, no, none of this was my fault. It was all the author's fault. Uh, also, all of these names from Disney shows that you've probably watched. Uh, but I, I love that she has like a, a like a Pinterest mood board chaos chart. Like I love, I loved this whole thing. This was great. It was a great chaos board. I approve. Yeah, and so her her dream is to murder the Charmings for what they have done to her, even though. For all intents and purposes, she should not know what happened to her mom. She shouldn't believe her mom is dead because that's happened after Emma went to Storybrooke. So I don't see why her number one mission wasn't to find out what happened to her mother or where her mother is. She's immediately just like murder charmings. This was all contrived to make Emma want to murder her. Like the, 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 the they have a car chase. Lily steals her car. They go chasing in a car Emma steals. Everyone's stealing cars. So many stolen cars. They have a giant chase scene. Emma's being very reckless on the road. They manage to stop her. And then Lily just has the worst scene where she's just looking Emma square in the face and being like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to murder them. You have to murder me and stop me. I felt like this felt like her heart should have been in Rumpel's hand. Because this is not something any person would ever see if they weren't Rumble. It felt Agreed. like a script. Agreed. Um, counterpoint. Just mostly because I thought of one. Not that I disagree with you. <laughs> but like, this is this is like in the same vein of like Rumple being like, well, I'm here. I'm like on my knees and there's a gun pointed at me. Well, I'm not going to go out like a sniveling little coward. Kill me. You got to do it. Gotta kill me. 
kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me. Uh, but also, like, maybe it's just, like, what she thinks Emma, like, that she just thinks that Emma won't do it. She's like, oh, no, you're full of goodness. I'm full of the badness. I'm, you're not going to shoot me. You're an angel. Because then she, like, later makes the conversation. She she talks about savior versus, and then she calls herself the anti-savior, which just conflates it all the way up to the Christ metaphor. Now we've got an antichrist. Uh, which, very problematic once we've introduced the fact that they sold another child to another realm for the goodness of the savior. I, hmm. The Jesus metaphor starts and also getting her a little name weird. is Lilith. I'm telling you, it gets a it's like a weird biblical undertone that they are not dealing with correctly. Um. So anyway, anyway, before I get yeah. mad about that, well, Emma Emma doesn't do it. Regina talks her off of the cliff, and then they just take her with them to Selena's house. She's like, oh. hey, come, come to Selena's house. It'll be great. She's like not handcuffed. It's just Emma and Lily standing there being like, just like sipping tea and eating popcorn. Oh my gosh. This is getting better and better. Yeah, because we have the final drama twist that we all knew was coming. We all hate was coming. And I especially hate after actually watching it because Regina shows up, immediately explains to Robin what's going on. I thought it was going to be Zelina in disguise as Robin, like Robin had been sent out and she was like, fooled him and was like, you you can't tell him because I'm pregnant and he, you can't break his heart like that. I thought it was gonna be something like that. It wasn't. It actually was Robin. Zelina comes home, gives up the game way too quickly. Like Robin was believing her and was like, Regina, get out of my house. This is my wife, Marion. Stop being jelly jelly. But Zelina just can't, she can't help herself. No, she, she loves a good can't. reveal. A great she, reveal. It was a great reveal that was immediately thrown on the ground. Gasoline poured on it. Fire started. And then the fiery puppy that was this moment was kicked many times. Because the way we find out that Zelina's pregnant is by Robin being like, Oh, it's Selena, but I can't leave her because she, because she's pregnant. Robin, that shouldn't be your first reaction to finding out your wife was murdered and replaced with this woman who was sleeping with you under false pretenses. You don't owe her shit. I was so angry. He was so flabbergasted. I get why he would be very overwhelmed and confused. I would be too. But the fact he immediately jumped to his freaking code shit after finding out how much wrong was done to him hurts my spirit. So I think right before we came into the second half of the season, I got a little carried away exp- explaining, and I think I believe I referred to this as a uh, a violation of the Geneva Convention, a war crime of the utmost of the highest order, and blah, 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 blah. and you were like, I don't know if it's that bad, and I went, Oh, am I misremembering it? You didn't blink the entire time you explained that scene because you were so mad. I'm glad I don't think I don't think I oversold it now. Now I'm realizing oh. that you were just as mad as I thought you were going to be. I'm very excited. I've waited very long to get to here. It's it's not 
I mean, the act itself is bad and I remembered it. What's making me very angry is how they wrote the responses yeah. to it. Oh, yeah. It's handled it's, so bad. It's handled so poorly. No one is doing their due diligence to address the trauma of the situation, the violation of the situation, and the horrible implications it has on the parents and the child. Like, isn't there like a whole... What what scary movie is There's some scary movie, like old classic, and I'm not remembering what name is, where like the girl becomes obsessed with the boyfriend. So like she puts on a wig to pretend to be her and like... I think they fully start having sex at one point and then he figures out like in the middle or right after and is immediately violated by that. Like he's just like, no, wait, what's happened? Like, cause like the, where's the trust? And so the fact that he is just like somehow her being pregnant supersedes in his brain. The fact that he was lied to, manipulated, taken away from something like I could see if, like, he came back around later being like, okay, she's pregnant with my child, though. I have something, like, I have some responsibility, but I don't think that that responsibility is to continue to be married to her. Yeah, to be like, I can't leave her. I must stay by her side. No, you have another child. You can't keep him in the same house as his mother's murderer. I don't care if she's pregnant. She got pregnant with you under false pretenses. She assaulted you by deception. I, Abby, I didn't think it was this bad. I, I didn't. I thought people, I thought the show was a little smarter. No. But I gave it too much credit. And now I am faulted and floating down a river. There's, floating away. Frozen was not the main reason people dipped out at season four like this whole season is just a lot of poorly put together plot points like i feel like at this point it's just like a lot of wood glue and popsicle sticks they're just trying to get to the end because they know what they're trying to get to i will say that i got very worried for roland for a second because she's like get roland where's roland robin where's roland i'm like did she eat him? What happened to Roland? Where is Roland? Everyone's screaming. Where's Roland? Where is he? Belle's babysitting him with Neil. We got a Neil mention this episode. A mention. A mention. Uh, but yeah, like, seriously, where is Roland? What happened to Roland? Did she make it? Is that the meatloaf that was in the oven? Oh, God. <laughs> like, so terrified. But, but, Abby, you're missing the most important thing. What is? Please enlighten me. This episode was met with incredible claim. It's a landmark and the greatest episode of the show. No, see, when you say that, you have to say it like two sentences that aren't supposed to be together. Like, Ah. uh, there was Zelina reveal uh, really, really upped the ante of how the show, uh, the plot lines progressed and also spectacular. What? Are there more words? Are there? Yes. She's beautiful. Thing of beauty. It's just amazing. I'm going to start writing (sighs) fake wiki reviews now. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, everyone, that was season four, episode 20, Lily. I didn't like it. 
I think, honestly, the only thing I liked was how nonsensical the sorcerer was as a puff of blue and pink and purple smoke. I was like, what the hell is this? And then he was gone. And with that puff of smoke went my hopes and dreams for this episode being anything of value. I didn't like it. I did not like this one. Yeah, I... I... Like I said, I, I feel like I saw it. I saw the seed of what it was supposed to be. And that's the only redeeming thing. It's just, it just, it didn't work. Like there's too much happening in this episode. Too many reveals. Like you can't do that many reveals. These reveals no. should have been broken up. Like Lily should have been the whole episode. It should have just been Emma and Regina having some sort of like soul searching moments. Because Regina this whole time was being just like voice of reason. So for her to be voice of reason and then to end the episode screaming at the top of her lungs that she's about to rip her sister apart limb from limb after she just like gently talked Emma down from shooting a woman fully in the sternum. Like, yeah, and Regina essentially promised Emma th- that she wouldn't do the things she ultimately ended up doing. And that's not addressed. Like we don't see the, we don't see ramifications of that. And I don't think we do at all. But again, guess we'll find out next week. Only find out no, next final... week on Once oh. Upon a Time. And uh, final note before we, we wrap things up for the day. Uh, just want to make a note for the international titles. Pretty much every single one of them was the word Lily in okay. English. Okay. Um, except for German. Which was Lily in the World of Lies. So good. I'd watch it, that show. Like it is, it reminded me of uh, that that line in in Almost Famous. This is a house of lies, and I, because no, go ahead. Because it is a house of lies. Because I was told this was the greatest episode, and it wasn't. This is the greatest episode of all time. Uh, I love that this is what broke our trust in Wikipedia. Like it's just like Wikipedia mm. is so amazing. Read one review. It's like, this is terrible. This is terrible. And there's absolutely like this is why we trust the wiki. The Once Upon a Time wiki. Not wiki wiki. Yeah. So, (laughs) damn you, wiki wiki. Well, thank you to everybody for joining us for this latest episode of Once Upon a Timing. We want to thank our patrons, especially our Swan Queen patrons. This week's Patreon shout out goes to Rachel Zucker. Rachel, thank you so much for supporting us. If you're interested in supporting us, you can head to patreon.com slash OUA timing. You can support us or subscribe to us. I'm tired. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. You can find us on Twitter. I am at Beth Elderkin. I am at just underscore Abby. And we're going to be back next week with season four, episode 21, Mother. And this is the final episode before our balls to the walls two-part season finale where all hell is going to break loose. I'm very excited to see what that all comes down to. I'm just, I don't know if I'm excited for the episode preceding it. I don't know how to feel about next week. I have very little confidence based on what happened this time. Yes, but well, we're going to get the super hype finale. So we just got to get through yeah, get through yeah. it, and then we're going to get to our finale in which we are both super hyped. Even though we know what's happening on the other side, we are going to be happy in the moment. I hope. Oh, my God. Oh, I think I, I have an idea for our next Patreon episode. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save it. Abby, I'll tell guys, you after we stop taping. Guys, the smile, the smile on her face has me super concerned. 
<laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. And Abby, we will see you next week. See you next week, Beth. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.